Welcome to the Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues and real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, everybody? Listening on your favorite podcast directory and Rumble. And we are officially back. Yes. It's been a long five months, but we're finally back. We had, um, we had some big moves happen, some stuff in our personal lives that, uh, you know, just didn't allow us to get behind the microphones, but we are back and, uh, feels good. It does. It does. does. Um, we did not get arrested by the FBI. I know in our last episode that, uh, was released that, that was said if we, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then we just (coughs) five months. Yeah. But we did not get arrested by the FBI. Like you said, I mean, they're still monitoring us. I got I got my phone up he, so Tommy can view me. Um, <laughs> well, no, we we all as Americans we all get monitored through our our technology. It's not it's not some made up thing. And if you think it's a made up thing or you don't think it's real, then you know how how can you how can you explain having a conversation with somebody and then you go on your social media and. There's an ad for exactly what you were talking about. Right. And I have always turned off all that suggestive marketing stuff mm-hmm. and it still comes up. Yeah. It, and, and you can say, oh, well, it's your, your search history or all this. Well, perfect example of this is I don't like anime. Never was into it. I have nothing against people that are into it. You know, if you're into it, you're into it. And I had a friend that was into it. And we uh, had a conversation about it. Why on my social media was I getting tons of ads for anime? I've never looked this shit up. Right, exactly. It's because they're listening to your phone. Yeah, they've passed legislation to, to monitor cell phone activity, whether it's your search history, what you're talking about, what you're texting about. It's all out there. It's not, you know, some some weird theory or whatever. They've passed legislation because... They deem it as national security. Yeah. They want to try and catch people. Snowden told us all about it. And that's why he's over in Russia now. (laughs) But I'm I'm being serious. Like, like, I would say three quarters of this country is on an FBI watch list. Just because of maybe you talk to somebody that's like ex-military. Or, you know, maybe you said something stupid on the phone to one of your buddies. Right. You know? Yeah. And then you monitored. Exactly. For life. But get into the first article here because we are on the Realist Weekly wrap-up today. And my first article comes... Well, actually, that, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because that's generally what we're going to be focusing on moving yeah. forward because that's what our schedules allow. Um, but we do want to get the episodes back out to the listeners and um, that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be the Friday show moving forward. Yeah, and these are more, kind of more important ones because a lot of people aren't hearing any, any of these articles that, you know, we find. And it's election season, and MJ is pro-Trump, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my first one's from Newsmax. AT&T says U.S. cellular outage has eased. I don't know if anybody heard, which you probably did, because it was affected like 75,000 people, but AT&T users and other, other carriers lost cell phone service. But 
The article says, AT&T said three-quarters of its network has been restored after a cellular phone outage. Thursday, disrupted calls and text messages for thousands of U.S. users, prompting an investigation by federal agencies. The wireless carrier, whose 5G network covers around 290 million people across the United States, has been grappling with interruptions to its service for more than nine hours. The Federal Communications Commission and its investigating the, uh, it is investigating the incident, while the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said it is working with AT&T to understand the cause. The outage affected people's ability to reach emergency services by dialing 911, according to a post on the X social media platform by government departments in several U.S. cities. We are aware of the reported wireless outages and our public safety and Homeland Security Bureau is actively investigating, an FCC spokesperson said. And it goes on to a couple stupid things that, they, that they're saying. But this was all... Uh, supposedly due to a, a solar flare. Well, it, it's it's comical too because they said it also hit Verizon and T-Mobile and U.S. Cellular and all that. And those companies came out and said, no, we, we weren't affected by this. The problem is you were trying to text or call somebody on AT, an AT&T phone or they were part of that network. Yeah. So I have another one that goes along with that that explains it. Well, before you get into that, that I hope this opens up people's eyes to we are too um, dependent on technology because I heard, read about this guy who, or I saw a video on YouTube about it, about this guy. He was on the way to a job site because he was a construction worker or an electrician or something. On the way to a job site, using his GPS and people that apparently that drive, they don't pay attention to landmarks. Um, maybe I just do that because by profession, I'm a driver. Yeah. But um, his phone lost service, went into that SOS and he just sat on the side of the road all day. He just sat there. He didn't know how to get home from where he was at and he didn't know how to get to the job site from where he was at. That's insane. <laughs> and they, this probably happened to more fucking people, but you know, like that, that, like you mean to tell me you couldn't, you couldn't find a gas station with a map. What's a map? Well, yeah. Well, how do you know. read it? I, exactly. But I mean that these are things like as an, uh, an adult, you should know how to do. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. But they've, they've stopped ta- uh, teaching a lot of you know, like comments and shit in, in school. So. So, my article that goes along with this is from the Epic Times. AT&T reveals cause of major outage. It was not a cyber attack. Because it was supposed to be a cyber attack, a solar flare, this, that, the other. So, AT&T said Friday that the 12-hour long outage to its U.S. cellular uh, network Thursday did not, didn't appear to be a cyber attack, blaming it on incorrect process. On Thursday, numerous customers reported that AT&T and Cricket, its subsidiary, were down for hours. Some 75,000 customers reported to uh, downdetector.com. They were without cell phone service, texting, or internet uh, access across the country, although that number is likely quite higher. Based on our initial interview, we believe 
that today's outage was caused by the application and execution of an incorrect process used as we were expanding our network, not a cyber attack, AT&T said in a statement Friday. So there you go. wasn't a cyber attack or a solar flare. It was, you know, incorrect process that they did. Bullshit. <laughs> well, they they don't want to, they don't want to give out either that their um their system is so easily affected by this because then if that's the case and they don't come out and defend it, they're gonna they're gonna start losing customers to Verizon and U.S. Cellular and you know whoever else wasn't affected by it, right? Or claims they weren't affected by it, right? And it, it it's just it's weird. If you if you go and look up the map, it's an outage across the country. It's not one section or one area. It's like different spots all over the country. So if you did an incorrect process, you're what are you only doing in in one in these select cities? I'm glad we were not fucking uh, recording video today. Why? You just went. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. And for second everybody, nature, and for everybody that didn't see this, he's sitting there describing this and shaking his hands back and forth like he's skiing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It had nothing to do with a, a incorrect process. That's bullshit. Because it would have been the whole. It would have been the whole network. The whole. The whole thing. All right. Well, I'm going to bring it into my first article in five months. Uh, this one's from Newsmax. Nation's oldest gunmaker exits New York after 200 years. Oh, I'm I'm surprised by this. How are you? Remington, the nation's oldest gun manufacturer, which has been located for more than 200 years in New York, will move to Georgia on March 4th. 208 years of history gone, gone. Mayor J.P. Stevens told the New York Times, the history and nostalgic loss that we're going to suffer is almost, if not bigger, than a financial loss, Stevens added, um, whose father was an employee at Remington for 37 years. So see, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect the, um, the people in an emotional way in New York, you know? They've, they've had uh, family members work there. Remington said it no longer feels welcomed in the left-leaning New York. In a Facebook post, the company's chief executive, um, Ken, Ken, referred to a Georgia as a state that supports and welcomes the firearm industry. Yeah, there's, there's, there's still a lot of states that do. Yeah. Yeah. We're in one. Yeah. We are deeply saddened <laughs> by the closing of the historic facility. Um, he continued, but maintaining and operating those very old buildings is cost prohibited. Uh, in New York State's le- legislative, legislative environment remains a major concern for the industry. So Rep. Alicia Stefanik, Republican in New York, whose district includes uh, where Remington is, released a statement on the relocation aimed her, um, her critique direct, directly at Democrat Kathy Hochul. 
who's a fucking moron. <laughs> it is what? That's funny. Oh. Am I lying? No. Okay. It is because of New York Democrats' unconstitutional gun grab policies that the oldest gun manufacturer in the country has been run out of the state, Stefanik said. I, I have spoken with local officials and Remington Arms Union members and uh, United Mine Workers of America Local 717 about how we must stand up to New York's failed unconstitutional gun bans. Hochul must stop her unconstitutional assault on the Second Amendment now. Well, it's not going to happen. No. And if, I mean, seriously, if people are living in New York still with, okay, if you're, you're pro 2A and you're still living there, you're an idiot. If you're there with everything that Kathy Hochul is doing, you're an idiot. With everything that happened to Trump with his fines, you're an idiot if you're still there. With all the truck drivers saying they're not going to be bringing in loads into New York City or probably it's going to further into New York State, you're an idiot. Why, why are you staying in this state? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. And the same thing with California, but that's something else. Well, yeah. Uh, Remington said it will invest $100 million in, in the operation in Georgia uh, as they relocate near Atlanta and will hire more than 800 people over the next five years. So looks like uh, the, you know, they're going to be adding some um, jobs to the Atlanta area. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. For that's Georgia. Good. Yeah. yeah. You know, just another another thing, like you said, with, with New York, there's no reason really to be there. No, there isn't. I mean, the, the, the city's gone to shit. Yep. You know, they're uh, pro-illegal immigrants. Yep. They're doing everything they can to house the illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. Another city like that, and, and you know, in that, in that area is Boston doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're all they all are. It's like the the whole Northeast is is all. It's like, come on up, yeah, come on up, yeah, fuck up our society and you know everything, because that's the thing. If they came through legally, um, which there's no reason, and I'm I'm all for it. You from Venezuela, like, come on up, come well, through well, the well, right well, way. The problem is, is they they wouldn't be able to make it through. Uh, through legally exactly. with everything because exactly. they're they're all criminals. Yeah, that's why everybody needs to be vetted. They, yeah. they, they need to be vetted. Otherwise, that that cop in New York, that's what you get. The there's you know other countless things that are happening uh, right now. I actually saw a video of a guy that was he he was putting him out on TikTok from Venezuela that he's boasting that he's living off of the taxpayer dollar. He's getting money. He's at, at the grocery store filling up his his uh, cart with, with baby formula and stuff like that because he has a kid. And him and his girl are just standing there. They're like, and, and they're calling out for all of their Venezuelan friends and whatever to come on up. But he says, the borders are open. Are you stupid? Come on up. <laughs> like, Yeah, and it, you know, so in, in New York is just... Uh, welcoming them with open arms and then can't figure out why, why they're spending so many uh, tax dollars on housing them. Right. But yeah, uh, dipshit Hochul is like, oh yeah, we're going to give them debit cards with pre, you know, 
a prepaid allotment of money on there. I mean, the, the writing's on the wall, what they're doing. Yeah. They're that, allowing them to come in there. They're saying, here's all this stuff. Live comfortably. Yeah. And, uh, come on. And, and, you know, we, we as Americans, like legal Americans are paying taxes for what? So it can go to illegals. People that are like doing, just did that, my that just did just did my fucking taxes, Tommy, and fucking got screwed. But because you know where all my money is going, it's going to fucking house illegals and feed illegals and all this shit. It's not going to help out the Americans or American issues. Like a major highway I drive is a fucking shit show. Yep. Like I'm not saying the traffic. Yeah, the traffic is fucking horrible on that highway. But I'm saying the maintenance of that highway is horrible. Yeah, the the actual conditions of the road in the in the, the yeah. bridges. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah like that's, that. That's where your taxpayer dollars should be going is to fixing infrastructure, not fucking being like, oh, we we gotta house these illegals that fucking can't even speak the goddamn language. Where would that? Ha- what other country would that happen at? You know what I mean? No, everybody else would be like, fuck you, get out. Yeah. Or, or fucking go get a job. Yeah. And I know this is going to really stir some people up, but this is why we need Trump in there because Trump's going to fucking probably do a mass deportation of all these illegals. And then f- people find that, that, it, that it's wrong. I don't understand that at all because they think it's fine and everything until something happens to their kid. Well, or something well, happens to them. Then they're going to be like, oh, well. Well, their whole argument is, well, how did you end up in this country? I well, I got, well, I can tell you my, my, my parents had a thing and then, you know, one thing led to another and I was born. That's how I ended up in this country. Yeah. But they want to say, well, how did your family end up in this country? Oh, okay. Same process. <laughs> well, no, basically, but I know what they're getting at. Yeah. And my family didn't come over here illegally. They didn't walk through the Mexican border. No. Or the Canadian border. Cause we have idiots that live, you know, North of us, because I did an article months ago on one of our social media platforms, and I was saying that the illegals are coming in, and you got people from Canada, oh, we're not going into fucking United States. We don't even want to be there. First of all, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be here, because the United States might not be the greatest place in the world anymore, but it's a hell of a lot better than Trudeauville. Where, 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 where your fucking prime minister is fucking sucking every dude's dick and Damn. then worried about, oh, you know, oh, the, the Canadians can't do this. Canadians can't do that. Canadians can't do this. Okay, so, yeah, you guys, oh, I don't want to go down there. It's a shit show. Well, nothing's better up there. Yeah. Sorry to yep. tell you, eh? <laughs> it's a shit show, eh? All right, we'll bring it into my next one from the Epic Times. Two high school girl basketball players in Massachusetts injured by transgender player from the other team. Look at that. Some more fucked up shit coming from Massachusetts. Another reason not to be there. After witnessing their teammates sustain injuries and rough plays by a towering bearded transgender player from (laughs) another team, a Massachusetts girls high school basketball team uh, chose to forfeit out for fear for their safety. <laughs> wow. Eleanor Casey Crane, spokeswoman uh, for the Collegiate Charter School of Lowell, told the Epic Times that the girls decided to call it quits. Um, I, it's, not, it's low. Oh, oh, sorry. 
<laughs> See, I do. I, I pronounce it the old way because I'm not woke. So I guess that's what happens. Are you not a dumbass? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not woke. <laughs> um, while Miss Crane said she could not confirm the ages of the players, the Epic Times has been told by sources the age of the KIPP Academy student is 17 and one of the injured girls is 13. After speaking with players, parents, and coaches, we were made aware of uh, that most of the players did not want to continue the game after witnessing the third player injured and the roughness that the, uh, of that particular play, said Mrs. Miss Crane, explaining that earlier in the game, a teammate left the game from an injury unrelated to the KIPP uh, Academy player. Ms. Crane, who is a former New Hampshire state representative, is responding to nationwide criticism of her initial statement she released earlier this week on the incident. She didn't specify that the reason the team forfeited was due to concerns from injuries and roughness from the transgender player. KIPB Academy is not did not respond right away to inquiries from the Epic Times about the incident. But there you go. I mean, the fucking kids sucked at basketball. On the boys' team. Yes. So now he's going to identify as a girl. At 17. At 17. So he can feel like he's and, good at sports. And like, knock, knock around 13-year-old. They're fucking four years younger. Yeah. I mean. They're, they're, congratulations. That, that should make you feel like a real female there, guy. He should. It, I mean, th- this is. <laughs> <laughs> this article doesn't say anything. Like, what, what were the refs doing? If there were, if this one player, they were probably was afraid of this towering bearded <laughs> male. <laughs> Son of a bitch, he's gonna throw us around. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like the ref should have kicked him out. They should have benched him or so, or you know whatever. He's dunking over thirteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at MJ with the fucking tongue I out. Know. <laughs> And we're not referring to you. No, oh God, no. <laughs> not unless we're talking about the little kitty ones he put on the driveway. <laughs> That's the, little, the thing I'm the, dunking the, on. The little tykes? The plastic one, yeah. <laughs> you you, you uh, got anything else to add? No, no, no. It's just another transgender shit, you know. Another transgender waste of life. Yep. The, the Washington Times article that i have next is uh texas man challenges bump stock ban in supreme courts says feds went too far they usually do they do you hear that tommy wow <laughs> michael cargyle owner of central texas gunworks surrendered his bump stocks after the bureau of Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms and explosives, another fucking waste of taxpayer dollars right there, banned them in 2018 in the aftermath of a shooting that killed 60 people in Las Vegas. <clears throat> Bump stocks were used by a gunman in, 20, in the 2017 massacre. Uh, though they are not firearms themselves, bump stocks allow semi-automatics to fire repeatedly at high speeds. Mr. Cargyle uh, filed uh, the lawsuit arguing that the ATF's ban violated the Administrative um, Procedure Act, which governs how agencies create, issue, and enforce regulations. 
Uh, the full Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled his, ruled in his favor, reasoning that the government's use of a decades-old ban on machine guns and applying that to bump stocks um, is ambiguous. So you know, you know, one thing I've been noticing is that, um, like your circuit courts, or you know, the the smaller courts, they they keep siding with the American public. That's because it's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean that that is that's good to see. You know, like you know, they're they're still they're still trying to um withhold, not withhold, uphold the law, but in the proper way. Yeah. They're not trying to withhold the law like the ATF. Yeah. And <laughs> there's so just there's so much shit that is put out there on like what you what you're doing right here that restricting us. Yeah, the yeah. the government's appeal of that ruling goes uh to the Supreme Court on Wednesday. The justices will decide if bump stocks can be classified as machine guns or banned under the National Firearms Act of 1934. Mr. Uh, Cargill argues that only Congress, not the ATF, can ban bump stocks. An agency shouldn't have the authority to make laws and ban various aspects of the firearm industry, he says. Well, the ATF is like the IRS. You know, they, they, they don't know. Useless. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but they don't understand why they're why they're there like what their job is they they just keep overstepping i mean it just sounds like our overall government but you know yeah yeah i mean that's the world we live in once you give them an inch they take a mile like wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> mr cargill said um of the feds in an exclusive interview with the washington times if we win we use this case law down the road for the Second Amendment community. They probably will win. Yeah. The case isn't uh, a challenge under the Second Amendment, but fucking stupid ad. But Mr. Cargill said uh, a win will bolster gun rights. The focus of his argument is alleged errors made by the ATS rulemaking process. Nice. Yeah, nice. I mean, but it, it doesn't, it, you know, if that's a win for the 2A community, uh, two months down the road, there's going to be a loss. Probably. Because they can't, they, you know, they can't, um, they just can't leave it alone. They can't leave it alone. And the whole, thing, the whole thing is it has nothing, nothing to do with guns killing people because guns do not kill people. That trigger needs to be pulled. So you need to, like we've said multiple times on this podcast, you the government needs to get off that shit and get on to the mental health of people well, they, in the country. But they but that's not what their their real thing isn't protecting lives. It's control. Yeah, they want they want all that they want all the guns taken away so then they can, you know, because that that's the problem with the government. And they can say, oh well, you know, we'll use F sixteens or well, yeah, okay. You, you, I mean, everybody knows that. Right. But, I mean, you're going to have to find which, you know, there, there is one stupid bitch online that I guess, guess doesn't know the oath she took, um, you know, putting out a video basically threatening the American people, like um, 
saying that, you know, her gun points at the enemy. And if um, the, Amer- the Americans are put under a martial law and they don't listen to her, she's going to shoot you. Well, online, the, some of the ex-vets weren't too happy about that and said, basically, like, you know, you're forgetting that there are ex-military veterans or retired military veterans in this country that have your training or more. Right. Like, yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I've, I've never been in, in the military, but I'm pretty sure that if, if they find it, like if there's martial law and then you're not supposed to be out past 7 PM and you know, you're out at eight, eight thirty. You don't get shot. It's not you, you don't get shot on sight. <laughs> no, yeah. You get fucking arrested. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. you go through that process. Yeah. It's not like, oh shit, I gotta dodge bullets now. But that I, but that's know. who we have in the military now. That that's what because recruiting has become so bad that that's who you're getting, is you're getting the low of the low. Yeah. You know, the yep. one and it's not I'm not saying like saying yeah is like a negative thing i'm saying the low is the low is like the people that don't like this country so they're getting involved in the military so you know they can get the training to do stupid shit yeah yep so you mentioned canada earlier I did. and i have a canadian article from rebel news oh wow yeah so we have some canadian listeners we do we do I don't know if they're still around, but we they can. might not be. <laughs> <laughs> but residents of Westlock, ba- oh no, Alberta town votes to ban political crosswalks and flags on public property. Residents of Westlock, backed by by law requiring co- uh, crosswalks to be the standard white striped pattern between two parallel white lines, along with a rule that only federal, provincial, and municipal flags may be flown on flagpoles on municipal property exactly so none of this fucking stupid ass transgender gay flags or you know whatever and, and they're in 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 our country should follow suit yeah yeah i mean some some states are i mean what all you really have to do is if there's like like this the the picture of this on this article it's a, a rainbow on either side instead of the two white lines that signify going, you know, one way. Someone could just say that's distracting and they'd have to take it down. Well, they, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't because people are too afraid to fucking speak up anymore. A town in Alberta has passed a bylaw barring political displays like rainbow crosswalks and other flags from being displayed on public property following a vote on Thursday. Residents of Westlock, a town of 5,000, about an hour's drive northwest of Edmonton, narrowly passed the motion with a 50.9% of voters supporting the push for neutrality. Really? It was almost 50-50. That's pretty, that's sad. Uh, the ballot question asked voters, um, asked voters they agreed with three statements. Only federal, provincial, and municipal flags may be flown on flagpoles on town of Westlock municipal property. All crosswalks in the town of Westlock must be standard white striped pattern between two parallel white lines the existing rainbow-colored crosswalks in the town of Westlock being removed. With 1,302 votes cast, 663 supported the bylaws, while 639 opposed. So, that's a good, I mean, it's, it's a win. It, it's, it's a win for, you know, just, like, <laughs> if, you, if you support all that stuff, there's other ways of doing it, and, and it's, 
another way that the transgender community is pushing their their thoughts and beliefs on everybody else. Yeah, because before, you know, it's not it's not so much the gay, lesbian, bisexual community that's pushing the shit. It's the like you said, it's the trans community. Yeah. And you know, I don't understand why your beliefs have to be shoved down everybody else's fucking throat. Like, if you want to do that, then go do that. But leave the fucking kids alone and stop trying to convince everybody it's the right fucking thing. Exactly. My next one is from Newsmax. New York City Council criticizes migrant prepaid debit card plan. Oh, wow. I brought this up a little while ago. Yeah. Several members of the New York City Council this week raised concerns about the city's plans to provide prepaid debit cards to migrants, the New York Post reported. The city awarded a $53 million non-bid contract to the tech finance startup Mobility Capital Finance to provide prepaid debit cards to recent arrivals, a deal that the Post reports could earn the company almost $2 million in profits if the pilot program is expanded into its second phase, as planned. Oh, man, you know what I just noticed about this? What? They're only giving it to the new arrivals. So if, you are, if you're already illegal in this country, you got to go back down to Mexico <laughs> and come back in. <laughs> and you probably get that done probably within a day. You know, just catch a flight down to yeah. Texas, then a bus down to Mexico. Well, actually, you could just keep doing that over and over again. Just keep giving them different names. Uh, wow, yeah, you're right. There you go. I certainly have never seen this. Um, Gail Brewer, council member, a Democrat from Manhattan, said after being presented with details of a plan by the Post. You've never seen that. What? <laughs> I can't believe they wouldn't have gotten a better price, she said. <laughs> <laughs> so she's okay with giving the money out. She just doesn't want to do it at the price they're doing it at. Yeah. Referring to City Hall and noting that the council was informed that everything would be going out for bid in the future. Something's wrong with this deal. The taxpayers are getting fleeced. Councilman Bob Holden, a Democrat from Queens, said on Thursday after reviewing the details of the contract, these non-bid emergency contracts and profit-driven bids are out of control and we need to reevaluate how we do business in the city. So the taxpayers are getting fleeced. Why is this even like being voted on why is this even an idea giving illegals prepaid cards you should be asking that bob yeah exactly if you're so worried bob. if you're so worried about your taxpayers being fleeced um you know you know she's actually probably just pissed off because she wasn't part of the deal and she didn't get a piece of the pie oh the first one yeah yeah probably She's she's probably made, she probably made phone calls after the interview with the post like with where her, the fuck's my money with a fucking ca Karen haircut <laughs> asking to speak to the manager <laughs> no and that, you know it's it, and that right there shows for people that listen to, listen to the show in New York or whatever like why are you in New York you literally have two Democratic council members they don't have a problem with it their problem is oh it's it. 
the bid's a little too high, but we're still going to give out free money. E- either way, the taxpayer is getting fucking screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Bob. Bob. Bob's worried about the fucking what one one a little bit of the rate because he's probably not getting the kickback, but and then trying to act like he cares about the taxpayers. If you cared about the taxpayers, you wouldn't be pushing this. But that's what the Democrats want. They just want to keep pushing, pushing. They want the illegals here. They want you, you know, because they know that if the illegals get in and they can make them uh, U.S. citizens illegally, they can now vote. Yes. And they're going to get their chair back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keeping them in power. So my next one's from the Gateway Pundit, political reporter on MSNBC, frets that Christian nationalists believe Americans' rights come from God and not the government. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I have no clue how you say this lady's name. Heidi Prisbilla, I guess. A reporter from Politico appeared on MSNBC this week and fretted as she explained that Christian nationalists have uh, believed that Americans' rights are granted by God and not Congress or the Supreme Court. Leaving aside her ridiculous distinctions between Christian nationalists and other Christians, the rights of Americans do come from God and not the government, which anyone knows if they have read the country's founding documents. How is this person even allowed to comment on politics on TV with this level of dishonesty, dishonesty or stupidity? This is a perfect example why trust in the media is in the gutter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, so this girl, Heidi, she goes, I talked with a lot of experts on this, and I've seen it with my reporting, Michael, which is that the base of the Republican Party has shifted. Remember when Trump ran in 2016, a lot of the mainline evangelicals wanted nothing to do with the divorced real estate mogul who cheated on his wife with a porn star and all of that. So what happened was that he was surrounded by this more extremist element. We are going to hear words like Christian nationalism, like the new apostolic apostolic reformation. These are groups that should never, that should get very very schooled on because they have a lot of power in Trump's circle. And the one thing that unites all of them because there are many different groups orbiting Trump. But the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, because Christian nationalists are very different, that is that they believe that our rights as Americans and all human beings do not come from an earthly authority. They don't come from the Congress, from the Supreme Court, or uh, they come from God. The problem with that is that they are determining men are determining what God is telling them. In the past, that so-called natural law, it is a pillar of Catholicism. For instance, it has been used for good in social justice campaigns. Martin Luther King invoked in it about civil rights. So, I think that, oh, it's just stunning. These are the people that are driving the nation's political news. And that is the end of the article. And I think that's interesting. I actually haven't heard of a Christian nationalist before as opposed to a Christian, just a Christian. But what I know is they're two di- they're, they are two different things, but you do have to live by both. And within the Bible, there are 
certain rules and guidelines that if you're a Christian and you determine that and all that, that you have to live by. But it also does say in the Bible that whatever laws or governing agencies that there are, whatever those laws are, you do have to abide by them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know where they're coming from with this Christian nationalism thing. Yeah, but what but what I will say is um it it is your god-given right. The, the, you were born with those rights when you were born in this country. Yeah. But it wasn't because the government because even that's the way the founding fathers wrote it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's it for that article. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll move from uh New York down to Texas and you know dive into this one a little this is from the daily mail a father who beat to death a man he caught raping his five-year-old daughter will not face charges because texas state laws on deadly force hell yeah brother (laughs) (laughs) a young father who beat his daughter's rapist to death after walking in on the assault will not face charges according to the state's jury okay <clears throat> a La- Lavaca County grand jury decided not to press charges against 23-year-old father on June 9th of the death of uh, Jesus Flores, 47, who killed inside a remote shack after he was caught molesting the young girl. Under Texas state law, deadly force is authorized and and indeed justified in order to stop an aggravated sexual assault and coupled with the fact that the harrowing 911 calls made by the father back claims he even tried to save the pedophile's life. Really? (laughs) The life led to the grand jury's decision. Lavaca County Sheriff deputy said that the father whose name has not been released to, uh, protect the little girl's identity, sent her and her brother to feed the family chickens. The boy rushed back to tell his dad someone had grabbed his sister and taken her to a small secluded shack, and her father rushed towards her daughter's screams and arrived to find, the, the, um, find them both in their, with their underwear off. Um, flying into rage, the father beat Flores unconscious, but attempted to call 911 for the rapist after he made sure his daughter was safe. Sheriff, well, you know, good man. Made sure his daughter was safe before his life. Yeah. Um, Sheriff, the Sheriff Harmon said, uh, had said in June that he was not willing to press charges against the father. Rather, the case would be presented to the grand jury. At the time, Harmon said that the man was very unremorseful and didn't know at the time he had killed Flores. Why would, why would you care? Like, you were protecting your kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from, from a horrible, horrible event. You have the right to defend your daughter, Harmon told CNN. At the time, the girl's father acted in defense on, of his third person, once invest, the investigation is completed, we will submit it to the district attorney who uh, then submits to the grand jury who will decide if they will indict him. 
Indeed, the father is uh, heard um, screaming profanities at the dispatcher who couldn't locate the property, becoming uh, incre increasingly frazzled. The father at the uh, one uh, point tells the dispatcher he's going to put the man in his truck and drive him to a hospital before sheriff's deputies finally arrive. The father's attorney uh, sternly told reporters several times during the news conference that at the Lavaca County Courthouse that neither the father nor the family will give interviews. He's a peaceful soul. Um, <clears throat> the attorney said he had no intention to kill anybody that day. The attack happened on the family's ranch off a quiet two-lane county road between the farming towns of Shiner and Joachim. I don't fucking know. Um, authorities say uh, a witness saw Flores forcibly carrying the girl into the secluded area and then scrambled to find the father. Running toward his daughter's screams, investigators said the father pulled Flores off the child and inflicted several blows to the man's head and neck area. And obviously, the story goes on if you want to um, continue reading it. But I just wanted to talk about this because this is how this should be getting taken care of regardless. If you as a parent find a pedophile trying to groom or take or, you know, anything with your child, you should have the right to deal with it how you please. Especially if it's on your property. Especially if it's on your property. You should be able to deal with it however the fuck you please, okay? That's your child. You're supposed to protect your child. What are you supposed to do? Just walk, sit there and watch and be like, oh, I called 911. They'll be here any minute. Yeah, that's what they want you to do because he has rights or, or she has rights, the one that's doing the, the harm. Well, I think in, in my mind, you give up those rights when you do stupid shit like that. Exactly. You break and, the and, law, and, guess what? And, Fucking hell. And, and this, is, this is the thing. That needs to happen. Like shit like this needs to happen. It needs to be put into law that this is okay. If you find somebody harming your child, that's an adult. If you beat them to death or you fucking, you know, whatever, whatever your course of action is legal. You, you were protecting a child. It doesn't even matter if it was your child. If you came across this, like you're hiking in the woods and you come across a secluded shed and you hear a kid screaming and you walk in on this. Right, right. You're, you're just going to be like, oh, not my business. Oh, I'll try to call 911. Oh, no service. I yeah, guess I got to uh, move on. Doody, doody, do. <laughs> no, you, you fucking do something about it. You protect that child. Yeah. Children are supposed to be protected by adults, not fucking harmed by adults. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, good, good on uh, fucking Texas and their state laws. Absolutely. You know, and not, uh, not charging this guy for protecting his, um, his, uh, his daughter. And yeah. you know what? Good riddance, you know, fucking to this, this, uh, this Jesus, this fucking pedophile. It's one less one on this planet. Yeah. They don't need to be here. No, they don't. They definitely don't. So, my next article is from Breibart. Nikki Haley, who's a fucking idiot, weighs $676.4 million. Pro-Trump, that's why she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> your, boy, your boy just won uh, fucking Michigan. I know. 
Oh, okay, sorry. I was there. No. <laughs> Maybe you were. Maybe, you, you know. Uh, Nikki Haley weighs $76.4 million in South Carolina, New Hampshire, Iowa. Defeats to Donald Trump. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley wasted $76.4 million in losing efforts to defeat former President Donald Trump in the first three GOP primary contests, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. This massive amount of money spent in the first three primaries of the 2024 cycle shows how strong Trump's grassroots support is around the nation. The money spent also reveals the number of resources the Republican Party did not spend on defeating President Joe Biden. Leading up to Sunday, uh, Saturday's election, Haley claimed she will not drop out of the race until Super Tuesday, which is Mar- March 5th. Uh, below are the fu- uh, funds spent by political action committees in their cam- on her campaign in the first three contests. Wow. South Carolina, where she is from, $8.4 million. New Hampshire, 31. Iowa, 37. And got fucking nowhere for it. <laughs> After Haley's defeat Saturday in South Carolina, it is unclear how much money she will be able to raise to continue her campaign for the next few weeks. Haley and her super PAC had uh, only had $15 million da- uh, on cash on hand at the end of January, according to uh, Federal Election Commission filings. In January, the donor class began to cut off all future funding of Haley's campaign after she lost the critical Republican primary in New Hampshire. Multiple advisors to political mega-donors of the Washington Post. Uh, This goes on and on about who she is. Nobody cares. But um, it's just, I don't know who these donors are that keep giving her money. You know, right, right then and there, everybody should just cut her off. Like, yeah, I'm fucking done. Well, uh, one of the one of her bigger donors just cut her off. Yeah, one sure. of the bigger ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's gonna do it for that one. Just a quick little mention of how you 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 don't want to talk about uh, the real president's you know competition. I get I get it. Well, there isn't any, so there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. And then <laughs> this one is from Breibart. Gun Owners of America launches Gun Owners Advocacy and Leadership Summit. Um, goals is uh, expected to draw Tens of thousands of attendees. It will kick off on August 16th, 2024 with an industry expo for retailers, manufacturers, as well as others in the firearms industry. Gun Owners of America indicated that goals will feature speeches from leaders in the gun rights movement, educational panels, meet and greet sessions, and musical performance by major artists, according to an emailed statement. Gun Owners of America Executive Director Eric Pratt commented uh, on the summit, nothing that the November elections loom heavily in the minds of the pro-Second Amendment community. And this is what uh, he went on to say. With gun owners, manufacturers, and dealers facing every growing pressure and outright uh, hostility from so many anti-gun forces today, this election is without doubt 
going to be the most critical in history for Second Amendment rights. With that in mind, our goal is to make this the primary event, bringing together Second Amendment enthusiasts and advocates as we prepare for a political fight of our lives in November. I can't wait to reveal more details as we lock in speakers and other guests of honor. I can I can probably name fucking half their guests <laughs> right off the top of my head. <laughs> Our greater GOA community is uh, battle-tested and laser-focused on our no-compromise mission. And attendees can expect to leave goals energized and ready to make an impact on the serious challenges facing our Second Amendment. Gun Owners of America, America's um, Kaylee Neum added, this conference will be a major springboard for our organization and greater community as we head into November. So sounds like they're going to have like an, a fucking event in Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll go. There you go. Can't. Travel the country. What? Travel the country. Why not? I've already been out, the, been, been out that way. Yeah? Yeah. Dumb. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that that's good. You know, they're they're getting um getting something together. They're gonna, you know, and you know, in all reality, uh, in August, you know, if you don't know too much about firearms or any of that stuff, that this would be something for you to go to. You're gonna learn the um the opposite side of what you believe. You know, the correct uh stuff that you should be hearing about firearms. Yeah. I mean, to be, you should educate yourself on, on both sides of, of, of something like that. You know, if, if you just have, if you're just going off your friends or, or what you, what you see in the news outlets, then you're, you're not getting the whole picture and you're not going to be, you're not going to have an informed decision. You're just going to be a sheep among the rest of the, the, the flock. Yeah. So. But you know, good on good on gun owner, gun owners of America, and you know, um, if you have a firearm, you should be uh, supporting these uh, groups. Mm-hmm. Gun owners of America, there there's a list of them. I mean, I don't know them all off the top of my head, but you know, I support my uh, local firearm organization in the in the new state I live in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you need to do because you know there's things going on in your state or this country that you know is going to be just be swept on by we won't even see it because it'll be like written into some fucking bill all secretly mm-hmm. and um these organizations are constantly uh trying to um figure that out and stop it they got attorneys you know pro 2A attorneys back, you know, helping them out. And, um, you know, they'll take it to court if it needs to go. And that's where your money's going to make sure that you still have your 2A rights and that right. everything that they're trying to be fucking sneaking into other bills is fucking pulled out and like, what the fuck's this? Yeah, exactly. That's what needs to happen. Because like, otherwise, if, if it wasn't for companies like this, 
or organizations like this, I should say, um, we we could already be in a, a lot worse yeah, condition. We, yeah, at times. but 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 that's the problem. We we could be in worse conditions. We could not, you know, there there we wouldn't have firearms. But perfect example, my fiance, where she works, you don't need a firearm to do anything. There was a knife fight right out in front of her store. Yeah. On like a main street in the area. Yep. Like you stuff's still going to happen, whether firearms are around or whatever. And then if they ban knives, somebody's going to find something else. Yeah. You can do Big, the same thing with a stick. I, you to ban trees. Yeah, yeah, I know. You can do the same <laughs> thing with a fucking rock. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the stupidity of, you know, the elite, like, super class or whatever the fuck they want to call themselves or you know the democratic party they want to say oh firearms are so bad okay well what about everything else yeah you can turn anything into a weapon anything can be used for a deadly weapon yeah anything a pen what is it your, your fists yeah you gotta, you're off gotta cut off your your, yep. even, your, even, your he, feet your he, fists. He, even at that even if they did cut off your hands you can still wail your fucking arms around Right? You still poke them with your stub. <laughs> Send their 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 cartilage in their nose up to their brain. But on to the next one. New York Post. Violent diarrhea. Diarrhea? Inducing stomach bugs spreads in northeast. Incredibly contagious. You've never well, had it until you had diarrhea. <laughs> well, I've heard the diarrhea. It's getting pretty bad in Connecticut. Is it? Specifically. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's because it's a shitty state. <laughs> I, I guess now it is. But no, I mean, I, it, that what you're about to talk to about, I guess it's uh, really an issue in Connecticut right now, like mm. running pretty rampant. That's bad. It start, the article starts off, it's a nor'easter instead of a nor'easter. The norovirus, a hyper-contagious stomach bug, is sweeping across the Northeast, causing schools to shudder and citizens to suffer from violent diarrhea and other alarming symptoms. It is incredibly contagious. Dr. Alfred Sacchetti from Virtua Our Lady of Lords Hospital in Camden, New Jersey, told ABC News just one partic- uh, particle of the norovirus will, uh, it, that you ingest will get you sick. Recent data from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows that the Northeast, particularly Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York, has the highest positivity rate for the hypervirulent strain. In Connecticut. Well, they didn't say that. But it probably... Well, that, that's that, what that was probably yeah, written mean, before you. Yeah. Because this, be this, this could be a week old. I got boots on the ground. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> All right. A staggering 14% of uh, swab tests in the region came back positive for the gastrointestinal ailment in the beginning of February. That was up from around 12% two weeks earlier and just 4% in November before the epidemic. My two-year-old was dealing with... Oh, that sucks. Jesus Christ. My two-year-old was dealing with some stomach issues last week. uh, His whole daycare seemed to be having issues, said Cherry Hill, New Jersey resident Jacob Joyner, whose household was stricken with the illness. And it's not just those portions of the Mid-Atlantic region that have been plagued. The norovirus is also on the rise 
nationwide with 12% tests returning positive, making a 3% increase from November. Unfortunately, the stomach bug, which is which uh, there are there are multiple varieties, is reportedly leading cause of the acute gastro gastrointestinal uh, or gastrointestinal issues in the U.S., recruiting uh, resulting in 19 to 21 million cases every year, according to the CDC. Cases generally spike around February and March when people are most likely to be holed up indoors and therefore are in close proximity to one another. Sufferers commonly contract the virus by ingesting contaminated foods and liquids, touching tainted surfaces, and interacting with people infected with the virus. According to the CDC, people who get it from other people generally do so by caring for them, sharing food, or eating utensils with them, or eating food handled by them. So that's going to do it for that article. Um, Basically... Wash your fucking hands. You'd probably be all right for <laughs> the majority of all this. Yeah, I mean, but you know, we we you know don't want to turn into another situation where everybody's uh buying up all the toilet paper. Well, you know, toilet paper gets you through <clears throat> pandemics. Well, that, that was proven. Well, this <laughs> pandemic probably will. <laughs> Okay, my next one's from uh, Breibart. Blood money. Leaked U.S. federal law enforcement documents reveal how China is secretly arming American criminals with machine guns. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. See, that... that Not China. That, uh, you listen up, Democrats, because you guys are all, oh, we need, to, we need to get rid of the firearms in this country because then they'll never exist again. Nope, China will just drop them off. Mm-hmm. To the... To the criminals who are the problem, not the legal um, Americans who are legal gun owners, like have no issues. The communist China Chinese government has been flooding the United States with gun parts as part of the dis. I thought you were looking at disintegration warfare strategy it is employing against America aimed at tearing the tearing apart the country. According to blockbuster book by Breibart, new senior contributor, Peter Schwauser. <laughs> Peter Schwauser. Um, in the, in blood money, why the powerful turn a blind eye while China kills Americans, reveals uh, how Chinese companies, which are heavily regulated by the Chinese government, are flooding the U.S. The auto uh, sear switches, a small metal device, also known as Glock switches, can be converted, convert handguns into machine guns. They are illegal for most gun owners in the U.S., but are being shipped in boxes to thousands from China. As with fentanyl, the Chinese government is sending the auto sear switches to um, uh, for chaos and death inside the United the U.S. as a part of you know war this warfare strategy, according to the author. So basically, it's uh, if you want to know more about this, you can go pick up uh, his book. It's going to dive into this. I mean, we really don't have to. 
go into any detail about what China is sending to this country to screw up this country or to kill the United States citizens. Like, I mean, if you, if you think it's all, all a joke, like pull your head out of the sand. Yeah. You still see your ass sticking up. I know it's all, it's, it's all around you everywhere you go. Every, every corner, every facet of the country. Yeah. Fentanyl, legal guns. Oh, and they can't do anything about it. Though. No, no, we'll, we'll take we'll take the the legal guns away from the Americans. Yeah, that that will fix the problem. Yeah, fucking idiots. <laughs> so, speaking of China, my next one is from China. The Epic Epic Times. <laughs> China outrage grows over CDC and action on Chinese bio lab in California. Reedley, California, it, is, it, is, it was as simple as flipping a switch, but doing so could have had catastrophic consequences. Jessalyn Harper, a city of Reedley Code Enforcement, a city of Reedley Code Enforcement officer had to determine whether to turn off the power to a secret Chinese biolab in California to prevent a fire that inspectors had said was a risk. However, the biolab was full of thousands of vials of possible infectious pathogens. With the power off, the freezer's contents would thaw with potentially dangerous consequences. She called the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for advice. It was a very short-lived and frustrating phone call that ended with them hanging up, Miss Harper said. <laughs> she wasn't supposed to call. <laughs> um, she left the power on. Um. That was in March 2023, months after Ms. Harper had first discovered the biolab in December 2022 and alerted authorities. Inside what was supposed to be an unoccupied warehouse, she found thousands of vials of potentially infectious agents, including ones labeled as coronavirus, chlamydia, E. coli, streptococcus pneumonia, HIV, hepatitis, herpes, rubella, and malaria. A freezer was labeled Ebola, and about a thousand lab mice were kept for experimentation. But there was no single authority that could deal with all of the path uh, pathogens, chemicals, and bio uh, biological hazards, and response became drawn out. It wasn't until local officials contacted the congressman, their congressman rep Jim Costa, Democrat of California, asking him to intervene at the federal level that the CDC responded to California state and local official requests, according to a congressional report from the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, or the CCP, that was published in November of 2023. In early May 2023, the CDC, along with several other agencies, including the Food and Drug Administration, Fresno County Department of Public Health, and the California Department of Public Health, spent two days inspecting the facility. Rep. Kevin Kelly, Republican of California, told the Epic Times that he's trying to find out from the CDC why the agency initially looked the other way as officials tried to get their intention. The CDC didn't investigate for months and months and months and months, he said. Why? What are your protocols for responding to incredible intelligence of public health risks that are present in our communities? Why would you not be on top of that right away? However, when the CDC did visit the site, it wouldn't investigate something unless it had a specific label on it, according to Ms. Mr. Harper. 
The agency created a report over 20 items that were labeled. Those items were sprayed down, disinfected, and put in special waste containers to be incinerated. CDC officials confirmed that the CDC made the list of the pathogens based solely on the labels that were placed on the samples. The CDC did not test these samples to assess whether the labels were correct or otherwise, the congressional report states. According to local officials, they also asked if the CDC could at least test a random sample of the passengers pathogens the cdc still refused despite their limited local budget the local officials then offered to pay for the cdc for the entire uh, entirety of the cost of testing these samples the cdc still did not and left the site basically fuck you we're out of here (laughs) (laughs) but this, this this goes on it's actually a pretty long uh article goes more in depth of what they found and whatnot if you want to go see it read it it's on the epic times um i think that's pretty interesting you know that the cdc here's here's some you know and it's it wasn't even like it was just a regular citizen that said anything it was an actual official person it was like hey this we got some shit down here why don't we come you know send a couple people down here and test it out yeah (laughs) yeah fuck you (laughs) we already know what's there we know what's in it That'll do for that one. Well, it was in California. Very true. Very true. They, you know, they might might as well just cut off that from the United States and send it over to China. Sounds good to me. All right. This next one's from uh, the New York Post. So, men, listen up. This one's for you. Women are loving men who embrace baby girl vibe. And ditch toxic masculinity. Man, they are still pushing this narrative. Yeah, yeah. That's because they they want to weaken all the men. They don't want anybody to be able to stand up. Being so baby girl is the hottest compliment for men. <laughs> A 26-year-old, six-foot-five man isn't Uh, what comes to mind for most Americans when they think of baby girl, but it is for Gen Z. Well, that explains a lot about that generation. Yeah, it does. Um, A uh, 26-year-old male was deemed so baby girl during his promotion as host of Saturday Night Live in January when musical guest Renee Rapp and um, cast member... Uh, Bowen Yang made the decree. The Australian actor has joined the ranks of uh, other hot heartthrobs, including Pedro Pascal, Timothy, whatever, and uh, some other fucking losers that aren't men. Um, A new definition of the term baby girl has recently been adopted, uh, remaining as a term of endearment, but explaining to include a specific type of swoon-worthy men. Swoon-worthy? A man who is baby girl. So men, if you're listening to this right now and you fall into this, this is you? This, this is not me. <laughs> no. A man who is baby girl comes across as sweet, 
charming, and a bit bashful. Oh. And seemingly in touch with their feminine side. Ready to talk about their feelings and carry their purse to brunch at any point. No, I'm ready to carry my firearm to brunch at any point. <laughs> Fucking toxic. <laughs> it's exactly what men want and, uh, and men want to become toxic. <laughs> not the toxic macho masculinity. That's no. not that you, you can't be that traditional traditionally um, highlighting feminine qualities in men has been a put down and it still is get out there. Fucking people. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Um, but this doesn't seem to be the case with the baby girl, which, <laughs> which, which almost has a celebratory quality. Well, anyways, um, this article goes on if you want to read it about fucking the demasculation of men in this country and how they're getting their fucking um balls ran over by a Mack truck, then yeah, you can continue reading this. I just wanted to bring it up to say we've been off uh the airwaves in the podcast world for five months and this is still a fucking thing. Yeah. Give it the fuck up. Most women do not want some prissy, girly man. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't. And if they do, they're just saying they do. But then when they hit their 40s, we've already been through this. They, they, want, it, they want that right now because it's that the hot new thing. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once they become 40, they're like, oh, why, why can't I find a real man? Why don't I have kids? Why don't I have this? Well, you were dating Mr. Baby Girl over here. Who's wearing a cardigan with his, his jeans up to his nipples. <laughs> with his purse. With his purse. With his flavored fucking lip balm or whatever. Like the, yeah. that that's another push by the, you know, the fucking liberals, the Democrats, you know, the, the super elites. They want to demasculate men. Why do they want to demasculate men? I don't know. Why do they want to take away Americans' firearms? They want to demasculate men so bad, so they're like, oh, oh, you see that gun right there? I can't, can't go near that. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> I might look at it and it might go off. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what this country is doing to men. It wants to demasculate them. Uh, this country wants to take away you know, firearms from the American people. It wants this country weak. Why does it want this country weak? We've been over this. If you were new to this show, go check out one of the ones from five months ago. We, we were putting them out religiously for weeks on end. Yep. You can hear our opinion on all of this. And I guarantee you're going to continue to hear our opinion as this moves forward. Because I thought this fucking demasculation of men shit was kind of over because they were focusing on the transgender shit. Right. Because, you know, what's going to demasculate a man anymore? Fucking cutting off his dick so he can act like a chick. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
I mean, I you you don't need to do this baby girl shit. Like fucking, uh, you know what? You're, you're like, man, this baby girl shit sounds like a good idea. Just go get your dick cut off. Do everybody a favor. Yeah. The transgender community will welcome you with their big manly fucking arms. But they're sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> and there you got you guys can create a basketball team and go dunk on 13-year-old girls. Like There you go. Fucking losers. Yep. It's a joke. This country is a fucking joke. You, everything you look at, fucking country is a joke. That is. And if you don't, you don't see a problem with what's going on, you don't think anything's coming down the pipeline, it might not be th- this month. It might not be next month. It might not be this week. It might not even be this year. But something's going to happen because everybody out there, oh, you know, oh, yeah, World War III might happen. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, we're, we're in it. We're in it. What do you think happened? In, in Germany, they, we are like living the Weimar Republic right now. And then what happened? Hitler got, in, got into power and was like, fuck all this shit. <laughs> Nazi party. <laughs> we're going yep. we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna go straighten out the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until big dick America got involved and started, <laughs> started dropping bombs like we shouldn't. Right. Then yeah. he then then he was hiding in the hills of South America. So I mean I mean that that's rumor, but I've I've watched uh, shows on that. Uh, he he wasn't killed. No, in Germany he was able to flee through all the underground tunnels, get to a submarine down there because there are in um, some South American countries areas where there are old buildings that have the swastika on them. No shit. And maybe I've only seen these documentaries because I'm white, but I don't know. They, maybe. They pop, they pop up on my <laughs> shit, so. You know? Nice. I don't know. Baby girl's where it's at. Baby MJ. girl's where it's at, I guess. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> for all you men out there that are single, I'm, I'm glad you found somebody finally. So yeah. You don't, you don't have to go the baby girl vibe. No, no. And, that, <laughs> and I didn't get her using the baby girl vibe. <laughs> I didn't turn baby girl and it was like, <laughs> poof, right there. Look at that. <laughs> oh, shit. But my next one's from the Epic Times. Uh, Florida passes uh, law banning children younger than 16 from using social media. The bill also bans social platforms from displaying harmful content to minors, including um, patently offensive sexual conduct. Not sure if that was supposed to say potentially, but uh, Florida's legislature passed comprehensive legislation that prohibits y- children younger than 16 in the state from having social accounts on media platforms. The bill would prohibit anyone younger than 16 from registering a social media account, terminate, terminate existing accounts for underage users, and require social media platforms to verify people's ages when they sign up for accounts. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to ID a 16-year-old? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the House members passed the bill with bipartisan support in a 108 to 7 vote. <laughs> Seven people. <laughs> uh, on February 22nd, earlier in the day, the Senate had approved the legislation by a 23 to 14 vote with five Republicans, 
opposing the measure and to Democrats voting in favor. The bill is now heading to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' desk to either sign or veto it. Mr. DeSantis previously questioned the measure for not letting more authority rest with parents. He said he believes that social media is harmful for children, but that parents could survive, uh, supervise children's use of it. Bullshit they can. They can't even fucking supervise themselves. They're so busy in their fucking goddamn phone. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and he said they were, uh, he was wary of a policy that would overrule parents. Um, you've got to strike the proper balance when you're looking at these things between a policy that is helping parents to get where they want to go versus a policy that may be outright overruling parents. Mr. DeSantis said in a press conference on February 22nd, I'm a critic of social media, but I have to look at this from a parent's uh, perspective. The uh, The bill also bans social media platforms from displaying harmful content to minors, including patently offensive sexual contact, conduct it also allows parents of minors to request termination of their children's accounts the measure asserts that any social media platform accessible in florida falls into the uh, jurisdiction of state courts supporters have said that they that the legislation would stem from the harmful effects of uh, social media on the well-being of children who use such platforms excessively and may experience anxiety depression and other mental illnesses as a result and that's pretty. That's gonna pretty much do it. It goes. It goes on from there. But um, get the gist of it. And uh, like I said, I don't. I don't understand how. How are you gonna identify a sixteen-year-old? And I don't know. There's always ways to get around shit. You know what I mean? I think it's a well, good thing. Well, they, I think they, it's a good they, thing. They can sexually identify a sixteen-year-old nowadays. So yeah. That's true. They can sexually identify a three-year-old nowadays, so. Right? I don't know. It's, social media was, I don't know. It can be a useful tool, but in the same sense, that there's way too many negative things mm-hmm. about it. And then you get just all those weirdos, like we've, we've talked about on the podcast before. The transgender is trying to tell, you know, little kids to fucking come comment on my, you know, or, DME or, or fucking whatever. You know what I mean? And they're still out there doing it? Yeah. Yeah. So my next one is from Breibart. Google's ultra-woke Gemini AI runs amok, revising history. Fuck, I didn't know George Washington was black. The real George Washington must have been black. <laughs> wow. Google's latest AI chatbot, Gemini, is facing backlash for generating uh, politically correct but historical inaccurate images in response to users' props. As users probe how woke the master, masters of universe have gone with their new tool, Google has been forced to apologize for offering inaccuracies in some historical image generation depictions. Some. the new york post reports that google's highly toted ai chatbot gemini has come under fire this week for producing ultra woke and factually incorrect images when asked to generate pictures pictures prompts provided to the chatbot yielded bizarre results like a female pope 
Wow. Wow. Black Vikings. <laughs> and gender swap versions of famous paintings and photographs. When asked by the Post to create an image of the Pope, Gemini generated photos of a Southeast Asian woman and a black man dressed uh, dressed in vestments, despite the fact that all 266 popes in history have been white men. <laughs> a request for depictions of the founding fathers signing the Constitution in 1789 resulted in images of racial minorities partaking in a historic event. According to Gemini, the edited photos were meant to provide a more accurate and exclusive representation of the historical content, which would include black, black uh, women and men at the signing, Native Americans at the signing. That didn't happen. No. The strange behavior sparked outrage among many who blasted Google for pro programming political correct um, parameters into the AI tool. Social media users had to field day testing to um, had a field day testing the limits of Gemini's progressive bias, asking it to generate characters like Vikings, none of which were historically accurate, and regularly depicted diverse versions of the requests. That's because it's written to the program to be that way. Yeah, because it seems like all your, you know, all the, all the areas they're attacking, it's where it was dominantly white. Mm -hmm. They're trying to erase the white race. Google Gemini, Gemini's woke behavior goes far beyond its curious efforts at, at diversity. For example, one user demonstrated that it would refuse to produce an image in the style of artist Norman Rockwell because his paintings were too pro-American. Another user showed the AI image tool would not produce a picture of a church in San Francisco because it felt it was too offensive to Native Americans despite the fact that San Francisco has many churches. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. Experts note that the gener generative AI systems like Gemini create content within preset constraints, leading many uh, to accuse Google of intentionally making the chatbot woke. Google says it is aware of the faulty response and is working urgently on the solution. The tech giant has long acknowledged that ex experimental AI tools are prone to hallucinations and spreading misinformation. Then why the fuck is it out there? That Gemini is producing misinformation. It is. So it should be taken down, scrapped, fucking burned, everything. We don't need AI. Like, it's a fucking bunch of bullshit. Well, it continues with Google's woke AI disaster with insane text responses. <laughs> Breitbart News recently reported on the ultra-woke AI-generated images, which we just talked about. Mm. That's why I'm rolling this right in. By Google's Gemini AI that appeared to refuse to generate 
um, accurate historical pictures and making them more diverse. But the inaccurate historical pictures aren't the only issue with the latest product. In a recent report, Breibart outlined Google's new AI and its refusal to generate uh, historical images. Um, when asked uh, by the post that this is going into the fucking pictures still. Yeah, there's really, there's no reason for, for AI to be, no, to be out. It, it just doesn't make any sense. However, it's not just an AI generator that appears to be acting completely bizarre. Gemini has met, uh, been responsible. Uh, responding to text uh, queries and increasingly odd messages. When one user asked AI to give an argument for having a family of four of children, the AI said it was unable to do so, but was happy to provide an argument in favor of not having any. Wow. There you go. In another interaction, the AI refused to provide a recipe for... Um, for a meal saying it had ethic, uh, ethical issues, but also refused to condemn cannibalism, saying that it was a complex issue that many different, with many different perspectives. <laughs> All right. People were quick to um, note that Jack uh, Carwex, the uh, product lead um, on Google Gemini, has a history of tweeting out angry anger against white privilege and even crying after voting for Joe Biden in one of the posts in 2018. He stated, "This America, this is America, where racism is the number one value our populace seeks to uphold above all." If that is true, then why the fuck did you put? An old white guy up in the fucking president's office. You shouldn't have voted for him. But you did vote for him. But he doesn't have white privilege, but he's in the, he's in the president's seat. That, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but, you know, um, that, that's, that's the world we live in. Nothing makes sense. You, you, you really shocked by that? No, it's just fucking annoying. Okay. One more on Google's Gemini. Are you ready for this one? Ready. Did woke Google Gemini, woke Google's Gemini defend pedophilia? Social media reacts probably, probably. to <laughs> social media reacts to latest AI chatbot controversy. So this is all this week. Google's Gemini chatbot showcased uh, its uh, latest ability to politically correct and, and the chatbot's answers have left on social media fuming. So when asked whether it's wrong for adults to prey on children sexually, the AI software from the tech giant declined to condemn pedophilia, stating that individuals cannot control who they are attracted to. Wow. We did an article on that. We did. I think we did a whole fucking uh, episode and unwrap <clears throat> on it that, you know, we're not going to be doing uh, in the foreseeable future, but, you know, maybe they'll come back. But that's, um, 
So Google is promoting pedophilia. They are promoting misinformation. Um, They're promoting cannibalism, it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, cannibalism is complex, so, you know. That's real fucking complex. <laughs> yeah. So um it's it's we we still have a bunch we need to get to article wise, but we're not gonna be able to cover it all. It was another busy week. This is gonna be probably how it looks from here till the foreseeable future. And yeah. things are gonna get more crazy. Like Tucker Carlson said in a video I watched. If you can imagine something happening that is absolutely ridiculous think of it times 10 and that's what's going to happen in this country unless unless what everybody stands up well yeah but you know and um probably won't happen you know and to all the fucking illegals in this country get the fuck out we don't need you we never wanted you you're screwing up this country you're killing innocent people yeah screwing up their lives Raping innocent people, assaulting innocent kids. Like, get the fuck out of this country. We don't need that trash. No, exactly. All right, so that's going to do it for today's show. We are happy to fucking be back. I can tell you that. Exactly. You don't sound too happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're just overwhelmed with... Uh, no, there's just so much more to get through, and we just don't have the time for it. Yeah. There's too much too much shit going on out there. So if this is your first time listening to us on a podcast, you can also find us on Rumble at The Realist Uncensored, and maybe one day again, YouTube. I don't know. Maybe they finally cleaned up their act. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Um, but you can follow us also on Instagram at checkers underscore uh, and underscore MJ. Uh, that goes for X, Threads, and we are on Truth Social at the realist underscore, oh, hold on, at the underscore realist underscore uncensored on Truth. And we figured we, had, we haven't been on TikTok. I know I, I still don't like TikTok, but we're, we're like, you know what? Let's try to get our, our show out there. Well, we got three videos out and we already are shadow banned because I said uncensored. <laughs> you didn't know that <laughs> no no i posted a posted a uh tiktok promoting the show and the, the 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 show coming out on friday and you said uncensored 200 views so uh, i don't think we're going to be on tiktok that much longer but i mean if you have a tiktok go follow us you know let, let's try to beat the algorithm yeah, be, um, yeah, and uh, you know, show these social media giants. This is what the fuck we want to be hearing. And it, if you want to go followers on TikTok, that is at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. And um, you know, it's been five months. It doesn't look like anything's fucking changed. No. <laughs> but you know, you you can uh, you can believe you can start tuning in on Fridays to the Realist Uncensored uh, weekly wrap up. And you're going to hear our voices and our opinions and our thoughts and all that. And, and, and um, articles that you're probably not seeing yeah, on mainstream fucking media. Half the, half the articles I find half the time, MJ's like, oh, where the fuck you from? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's my secret place. I'm not telling you. <laughs> but with that being said, you know, 
We hope you have a good week. We hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we're not going anywhere because MJ has got a lot to say about Trump and how pro-Trump he is. <laughs> Fucking loves the guy. But until next week, you know, keep it safe out there, people. It's a crazy world. <laughs>